All right, everybody, welcome back to the Upside Play, brought to you by RoyalRetros.com. Use promo code Upside Play, get 10% off that order. Training camp is officially underway. It has been eventful, might be an understatement eventful. Um, we've, we've sent a ton of crazy stuff just today alone. Um, I'm sure you guys are getting into the mix, seeing, you know, some some non-contact drills going on. Your, maybe your QB1 getting into play. I'm watching out for all six of them on the 49ers roster. We do have some, uh, I mean, unfortunate news to report. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow strain calf didn't look good. Um, it, it looked a lot worse than what the diagnosis has been. I don't know. Has, has anybody seen a, um, a timetable or anything like that for it? Obviously it, it just happened this morning, but I mean, it, it looks so bad on tape. Zach Taylor seems very optimistic about it. Huge implications for the AFC North, which we covered last week. No, they just said it was diagnosed as a strained calf, but they didn't give any timetable yet. I'd imagine they're still running like tests and everything for it, but from the video, it did not look good. I for sure thought that that was a ruptured Achilles from the start, but I'm um, glad to see that it was just a, a, a calf injury. Yeah, you, you, you let off a Trey Lance tweet a little too early for my life. I did, and then I followed it up with a Carson Wentz tweet, so it wasn't a good day for me. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, so Joe Burrow, look out for that in the next couple of days. Um, we have more news, but I, I just want to address that we really wanted a specific player to sign today so we could cover it. Um, Dalvin Cook was meeting with the Jets today, as of now hasn't signed. Usually takes me a day or two to get these out, so... If you're if you're listening to this 48 hours from now, um, Dalvin Cook potentially just signed with the Jets. Vince's call on there. Talks with the New England as well. If you haven't read that, um, the big one, Jalen Ramsey. We're we're going to talk about the East today. We're doing AFC East, NFC East. So we'll we'll talk about these teams in depth. Um, we do have other headlines that kind of include these teams, but this is the big one. Everybody's talking about it. Jalen Ramsey, he goes down. Um, he's going to require surgery on his meniscus. We don't know to what extent that surgery is going to be. Um, timetable that I saw last was best case scenario is he's out six to eight weeks. Um, sounds crazy because we're in training camp, but it is July. So keep that in mind. So six to eight weeks, they're saying beginning of the season is best case scenario for him to be back. And then there's potential that he's not back at all. Um Obviously, the the Dolphins are really banking on him. They brought in a couple pieces to their secondary to really ramp it up, and so this could just have massive, massive implications. Vince, I I know that we were sending some info back and forth today. What do you got on Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, it's kind of weird that like um, you you hear one report and it says six to eight weeks, and then you hear one report that says he'll be ready for training camp. So that eight week swing is is kind of interesting that. Like I said, I mean, it just it just happened today, so more tests will be be done. But he tweeted that an end of season run um, is in his plan, so I'm guessing it's closer to that six to eight. But um, nothing really has come out that I've seen. But as of right now, we don't have a lot to to go off of, except for saying that the injury happened and it is his meniscus. And their best case scenario is that I've seen is six weeks out, which would be right around the start of the season. So those are the big. Oh, and Cole Komet. Cole Komet got Saquon Barkley money. It's insane what the tight end market is achieving right now. We just saw Evan Ingram get a bag. Cole Komet got four years, $50 million, and he might be like legit case for him to be the fourth receiving option on the Bears roster. Uh, just a insane contract to me. Uh, we can maybe go around if you guys want to, if you guys have thoughts on this, but are, 
tight ends officially like the the mid tier kind of being overpaid, especially to what Tra- like Travis Kelsey's on I think a fifty seven million dollar deal or something like that. It, was anybody else stunned by this? Yeah, I definitely was. I mean, fifty million dollars for Cole Komet seemed like you kind of had to wipe your eyes a little bit and make sure like that was actually the number that was on the screen. But like you said, fourth fourth um, target on that team, which is a run first team, so it doesn't really get those that target volume as those top tight ends like he's being paid. Um, it, it's kind of weird to see this tight end market skyrocket and the running back market just falter like this. Um, but yeah, I mean the Bears in Cole Komet that was. That was insane. And usually I like to tie myself on a guaranteed money. He got $32 million guaranteed. Patrick, overpay for Cole Komet here? Absolutely. I think I said to this group last year that Pat Fryermuth would outperform Komet, and I was definitely right. So uh, this is a massive overpay. I wonder if this is just kind of one of those things where they're going to pay him now and then do like a little renegotiation a few years down the line if they can yeah. and uh, just like – free up some money for the future, but I don't know. It's just very weird. Like, I don't think in any way, shape or form could, should Cole Komet be getting $85 million, especially on that Bears team. NFL contracts are so confusing nowadays anyway, and you're right. They could restructure it any minute. Um, so it's, I guess, not set in stone, but that $32 million guaranteed, definitely, it, it made me uh, squeegee my eyes like Vince was saying. We're going we're gonna to do AFC East. Um, question of the day that we will get to at the end is going to be what quarterback do you think barring injury? So not including an injury, do you think gets benched first? Um, so Patrick brought up a, a good point. Like, Oh, can their attitude uh, contribute in this? I definitely think so. Um, so any quarterback that gets benched due to not, uh, not getting injured, essentially that's question of the day. AFC East is what we're going to start with. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to run down the line here. We're going to do, Lowest odds to win the division and then work our way up. Uh, not ideal for Patrick here. I think he's secretly a Patriots truther, but they uh, Patriots are going to be first up for us. They went eight and nine last year. Their win total is currently at seven and a half. Vince, do we get the juice on that? I just kind of realized how uh, the juice plays. Let me look that up real quick. Anyway, seven and a half wins to win the division. They're plus 750. Uh, Patriots, they had a very good draft, I will say. Uh, seems like Belichick does it every year. We all really liked Christian Gonzalez, especially Maher, really commented on how fluid he was, uh, stuck with guys on routes. He had good body control. He goes to them at 17th. They get Keon White, who had first-round grades as a DN, a guy at a sack state that the 49ers were linked to heavily, and I think the Patriots knew that, and they, they kind of grabbed him right before we had a pick. And they go out and get a, a six-round wide receiver that we really like. They bring in Juju, some good offensive line depth. Um, they replace Jonu Smith with Mike Gusecki. So new good moves. It, it seemed like a very Belichick type of offseason. Uh, Pat, we'll start with you on this one. These are kind of your guys. You got over or under seven and a half wins on the Patriots. I got over. And one of the biggest reasons why is because uh, Matt Patricia is not the offensive coordinator anymore. Uh, he was – He's actually probably the worst coach in, in, in the NFL, at least he was last year. Um, hated, hated him on the Lions and hated him even more as an offensive coordinator. I think that was just kind of like a thanks for thanks for coming out kind of job assignment by Bill Belichick. But uh, I think this team is very much improved. Their secondary is sick. The, the reports about Christian Gonzalez have been 
making it seem like he's the steal of the draft. So very looking forward to seeing him alongside Jonathan, uh, uh, Jonathan Jones. Yeah. And uh, Kyle Duggar as well. Um, I want to see Cole strange in action this year. He was kind of like their random pick. We didn't really get too much. I want to see him a little bit step up, but I think like this is really look kind of like the give, you know, make it or break it year for Mac Jones. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, they got a lot of weapons on offense. Instead out at seven and a half wins over is minus 115. So pretty, pretty steady line, much more steady than some of the other ones that we have going on today. Uh, Patriots, I, I think a couple of big takeaways for me on the Patriots right now. Defense is going to be good. Their defense is good every year. It's what Belichick does. Um, offensive line, not great. I will say compared to some of the offensive lines within this division, it's pretty on par. Um, they do add big right tackle depth, which is much needed. They, in the secondary, Pat, you kind of mentioned it. I think they're deeper than most people would admit. Um, but the offensive line is really worrisome. The weapons are really worrisome. Juju's a good receiver, but I don't think he's a put you over the hill type of receiver. Um, he had a, a good stretch in the playoffs, but that was also with Patrick Mahomes, a little bit of a different situation this year. So they're, I think they're really going to rely on Ramondre having a massive season and then finding that wide receiver too, that they've been so desperately seeking out. Uh, it's close for me. I'm going to put them at under um, just slightly under, but, but I'm going to have them at under Zudo. We'll, we'll skip over to you here. You got over or under seven and a half for the Patriots. Yeah, it's uh, pretty close uh, looking at the schedule, um, but I'm going to put them at under. I got them right at seven. Um, and, you know, I, I echo everything you guys are saying. Like, I, I like this defense a lot. They rank top 10 in uh, points per game, uh, rushing yards a game, and uh, yards per game. So that's, I mean, obviously three great categories. And the draft, too, Christian Gonzalez was great, but I just worry about the offensive line and some of these weapons. Um and on, honestly, quarterback play. So it's going to be huge. I'm, I'm just not the biggest uh, Mac believer. So that's why I'm going to go under. Maher, over or under on seven and a half? I'm going to go over, under, sorry. Um, I like the team. I think they're improved. Really balanced team as well. Uh, but yeah, regarding the offensive line, I'm looking at their schedule. They're playing a lot of tough pass rushing teams. And uh, I just don't think they're going to have the offense to play from behind. I think their defense will keep them in some games. Coaching will help them win some of those close games. But there's just a few games in here, and I think if they start off down 10, 17, 20 points, they're they're not coming back from those games. So it's going to be close, I would say, anywhere from six to eight games, but going to go under. I like that you you brought up the schedule. The What a gauntlet that they have to start with, huh? They, they go Philly, Miami, at New York, at Jets, sorry, and then at Dallas. It's just a, it's a very, very tough first four games that, I mean – can demoralize a group early on. Um, and I think that's kind of the story with a lot of the teams in the AFC East. If you look at strength of schedule rankings, that most of them have the hardest schedules, and it's because they're playing the NFC East. With How ironic is that coming off of last year? Um, so it's a, a, a very solid point there. Vince, we'll cap off with you here, over or under 7.5. I'm going over. Um, they have a good pass rush, like you guys have said, seventh best pass rush rate. In the NFL, only gave out 20.4 points per game. So the defense is good. Like like I said with um, all these other teams before, you just kind of got to plant your flag and believe what you want to believe. And I believe Mac Jones is going to be serviceable enough to maybe not get benched due to performance. Um, so I have – when I went through the schedules, I went 8-9. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go over. 
Like it. All right. So we're pretty mixed on the Patriots. It's a good start. I thought we were going to be consensus a lot of the way through these. And so it, it's good to see that it's going to fluctuate a little bit. On to the Dolphins. We talked about Jalen Ramsey. It's a huge hit. Um, Dolphins had four total draft picks. Uh, they did get a corner that most people had a first round grade on and Cam Smith. And looks like he might be playing a little earlier than most anticipated or getting more snaps than most anticipated. Um, Texas A&M running back who fantasy football loves, Dominic Chain. And uh, four total picks is kind of crazy to me. Two within the first three rounds. They didn't have the, you know, outside of Jalen Ramsey coming in, not the most exciting free agency period either. I think they they kind of made that swing trade right away and then sat back, looked pretty. They got Mike White to come in as a backup quarterback. Um, obviously, Tua had a tough year last year, basically wasn't able to be on the field towards the end of it. They went nine and eight after a very hot start. Their line right now is nine and a half plus two seventy five to win the division. Vince, we'll go right back to you over or under on the Dolphins. I have over. I have them uh, 10, uh, 10 and eight or ten and seven. I'm sorry. Um, they have such an explosive offense, um, and it's kind of hard to just not look at that and say that's just going to win you a minimum five games anyway. The defense did get better. Obviously, that's before the Ramsey. Injury, Cam Smith had, like you said, a first-round grade, slipped a little bit due to his attitude and stuff like that. But that offensive line is shaky. Um, if they can just come back and have slightly better year, if Tua can stay healthy, I think that 9.5 gets cleared easily. I think the most underrated signing in the NFL was Mike White as a backup quarterback. So we don't have to see Skylar, Tom- uh, Skylar Thompson play in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, I mean, he almost won that damn game, though. It was insane. What a- we were we were pretty all pretty close. bummed. Yeah, it was, it's it was weird close. though because I mean I'm gonna spoil a little bit, but this team is probably coming in third in the division, and could be probably 85 percent of the teams in the NFL. But it's just that tough of a top end of the division. I, I like where their bye weeks at as well. Um, they they have a tenth week bye week, and they go into it basically playing the Chiefs, then go into their bye, and then they just get to smack the Raiders. Uh, so that's good for them. That polar opposite start for compared to what the Patriots are doing because they have chargers then they have the Patriots then Denver, which are all winnable games, but not cupcake games. So I kind of like it. I feel like they're in a lot of prove it situations early. So we'll, we'll learn a lot early on Maher. What do you got on the dolphins over or under? You go over on the dolphins um, regardless of the Jalen Ramsey injury. I was looking at the first six games of their schedule. They're really not playing any real tough receivers with the exception of Stephon Diggs. I think um, they're all receiving cores that their their current secondary without Jalen Ramsey will shouldn't have too tough of a time holding down. And then yeah, I just see them, you know, maybe going 500, a little above 500 before the buy. And then I don't want to call it a, a cakewalk because it's not. But with the exception of the division games, all very winnable games after the buy. So I think they have that experience and chemistry and tough defense to where they're going to be able to win a lot of these games. And uh, yeah, just. I think I think this is going to be one of the first years where they actually finish their season, as opposed to those, you know, nice eight and zero starts or really heavy beginnings, and they just plateau down. Really top heavy wide receiver room, um, especially without some of the like Trent Shurfield last year. He had such a big boost that I don't think enough people are talking about. And then they also lose Mike Kiseki, who I mean, we we saw plenty of his terrible end zone dances last year. So I, I think that receiving wise. Pretty top heavy. Um, Mike McDaniel being there and drafting one of the fastest guys within the draft makes me feel a little bit better about it. 
two former Niner running backs there as well. So I, I'm kind of indifferent right now. Patrick, what do you have over or under nine and a half for the Dolphins? See, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, I really want to hate this team, and I really shouldn't. I don't have any reason why. It's probably because Jalen Ramsey's on it now. But uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the over. That's definitely why you hate this team. It's not maybe it is why you hate this team. <laughs> if two is healthy, I think this team can win the division, and that will be my division pick. Is is the Dolphins at plus two seventy five? Uh, Miami for some reason gives people trouble at home. Uh, we see it all the time with the, when the Bills come down, the Patriots come down. Just something happens. Something's in the water down there where they're not used to playing in that kind of environment. Um, their defense is stacked. I love Jerome Baker. He's probably top five linebacker in the in the MO, uh, NFL. And they have an insane front four. And Mike McDaniel is a great coach. He's going to scheme up his guys very well. He knows how to use Tyreek. He knows how to get Jalen Waddle open in space. And I think that they're going to be an issue on offense for teams because they have just a lot of options. And their running back room is insanely Sailing like it has good depth, like you like you said, Ryan. They have the four, they have the two Niner running backs, and then they added uh, a Shawnee from the uh, from the draft, and they still have Miles Gaston apparently. So, I don't know. I really like this team. <laughs> I really want to hate this team, but that's why I'm going to make them my uh, division winner pick, and I think I'm going to take the over. Wow, a little a uh, little prelude from Pat there. Okay, that made Zudo uh, fire up a little bit. Zudo, what do you got, over or under on the on the Dolphins? Uh, I have to shit on Pat's parade here, and I'm I'm hitting the under, but barely. I, I think they're a good team, but I think they're going to be right at nine wins. Um, you know, for me, the defense was a little bit like interesting last year because they were good against the run, but just really bad against uh, you know passing. But they were like, what was it, twenty seventh in the league against passing yards a game? They're they're letting up two hundred thirty four. Uh, passing yards a game so they, they need to improve their um offensively they have some injuries on the offensive line what's it um armstead when he's hurt they were giving up 14 percent pressure rate on the line last year it was and, bad yeah and you, when he's in there it's great but you just need him to stay healthy so i just some question marks obviously this team is going to be great fantasy wise you know those two wide receivers are gonna be great i, I like the running backs from san francisco like you're saying um and if Tua can stay healthy, it, it, him and Mike McDaniel, they got something special going on. But I, I just don't think this is the year. Uh, so their their offensive, I feel like a lot of their position groups are, they don't have a ton of depth to work with. Um, a lot of people are expecting their defense to pick it up. You you kind of mentioned the numbers on them last year. Scoring defense, 24.1 points per game allowed. Bad. So yeah. it's, I'm indifferent. I think that you have to try to account for injuries in the NFL. And at the same time, you try not to. Um, with this team, they're not as deep as they usually are. They're going to rely a lot on speed. I, I think that their offense can win them games. And when Jalen Ramsey's back, I think that the injury is going to have big implications if we want to admit it or not. He is one of the best run-stopping corners in the NFL. And so it's a, it's a toss-up for me. I'm going to go just under. Uh, I have him at eight or maybe nine. It's a couple things within the schedule that I don't love. Tough end of the season for them they go jets dallas at baltimore then versus buffalo um so it's a it's a gauntlet to finish out the year uh, but maher kind of said it right after that bye week they should be able to win they should probably be able to go four and oh right after that bye week so it'll it'll be close i got them just under oh, we'll go into the next one i think this one will create a little controversy 
Um, they, they had a spicy off season. They were a really, really good defensive team last year and um, their quarterback let them down one too many times so much so that they, uh, they went out and got at the NFL's truest villain that we've seen over the past 20 years, the New York jets seven and 10 record in 2022. Um, their line this year is nine and a half and then they're plus two forty to win the division. So not the favorites, but um, pretty close to it. And they added, they added a lot. Um, they, they went down Aaron Rodgers' little Christmas list. They got Lazard. They got a, a Randall Cobb. Bringing McCole Hardman, which is a nice speed piece that I think that, you know, he, he'll work a lot on the outside. He should be able to get some good kick return action in. And then um, offensive line depth they improved on. They, they got some older vets. I think they're going for it. And like we mentioned, possibly Dalvin Cook. Um, obviously not confirmed, but possibly Dalvin Cook being added into the mix. Jets are a very interesting team. I think they're a polarizing team. They're going to get a lot of national attention. Who are we going to start with? Patrick, we'll start with you. What do you got? I'll, uh, I'll take the under. I, I respect Aaron Rodgers. Don't really love him too much as a player. I think that he might cause a little bit more bad than good. Kind of not really changed who he was when he was on the way out with LaFleur and that team. I don't know. Just something about like his vibe is always off. I, I can't really put a, uh, put a finger on it. Their line seems like a revolving door sometimes. A lot of guys get injured. Uh, Makai Becton may not even start the year if he yeah. even plays this year, to be honest. you know, uh, I know Dwayne Brown has a lot of his uh, history with injury. So really, just that kind of interior line is, is it. But you need protection on the outside, especially in this division when they have like elite uh, pass rushers. Um, so I'm going to go – I'm going to go under. Their defense is no joke, but still, Jets are going to jet. You know, you can't really can't really <laughs> forget that, that they are a laughing team until proven otherwise. And so um, I'm really excited, though, to see Garrett Wilson pop off. I'm a big fan of his. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go under, but it's going to be pretty close. I got their defense as top five. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I- I think it's a dangerous, dangerous defense. They could use a little more help within the pass rush. Um, they drafted Will McDonald way above expectations. So I, you, we know that they're banking on him being a, a big-time presence. Um, they did get Jermaine Johnson as well last year, who started to ramp it up, but he was a little underwhelming for a first-round pick. So they, they're hoping to get production, but their secondary units phenomenal. They bring in Adrian Amos from the Packers, which is just a huge get. Um, I, I think that their secondary can be considered at least top three in the league. Uh, people are overrating sauce, but it is what it is there. You mentioned the outside tackles. Um, I can't agree anymore. I think that their interior line's awesome. Lake and Tomlinson's a dog. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker has been ascending outside Dwayne Brown's he's old. Mackay Becton, yeah. he's never on the field. They bring in Billy Turner too, who is also old. Um, Max Mitchell, who is Vince's guy. Um, I think he really wanted him to be a Raider. He, he could see some playing time this year. Uh, it's, it's tough for me. I will say Aaron Rodgers, he is so good outside of the pocket, feeling his blind side and then being able to spin out, extend a play, regardless of how old he is. And that's kind of what keeps me ahead. I think that their offense is good enough to put them in positions to make teams need to throw. And in that situation, they have a top secondary. That reason I'm going to go over I could see them being anywhere between eight and 12 wins. I think they'll finish at 11. Um, I also will say the beginning of their schedule is insane. I I think it's the hardest first six weeks in the NFL. Um, Very good chance we see them two and four headed into the bye week. 
And then I'm looking here and I'm not joking outside of that Buffalo game. I could see them going on like a, a seven and one, maybe nine and one tear to end out that season. So I'm going to go over on the Jets. Vince, you got over or under? You know, I got a, uh, I got over. I mean, that defense was, that defense won Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Zach Wilson seven games. So, I mean, it's going to give Aaron Rodgers three more. I agree wholeheartedly with what Pat said about that defense and how it's so good. Um, but the depth on the defense is kind of concerning to me that if one of those guys goes down, I don't know if they can actually keep it up. But, uh, I mean, like I said, that defense won those three bums seven games. So um, I'm going to take the over on that. Are you saying that really you don't good. believe in Solomon Thomas? If oh, Quentin Williams damn, goes down? 49ers legend, CJ Mosley. Raider legend. Raider legend. <laughs> that's, a oh. good, that's a good point, man. Uh, Maher, over or under on the Jets? I'm going to go over. I actually think that they have a good chance to win their division. I think, yeah. You know, I'm not going to add too much on what you guys already said. Defense is elite, you know, and if the defense isn't winning them games, they have the quarterback in the run game that can, given Breach Hall comes back healthy. Uh, I do think they're going to have a tough few games to start off the year. Uh, given the chemistry that they probably don't have, Garen Wilson, Garrett Wilson, you know, maybe not starting right away um i don't know how bad his little tweak was but they're one of the teams that i think are really going to benefit from early by i was looking at their schedule as well and i could easily see them winning nine of those nine and a half games after the bye uh i i think he's really going to transcend that team and like Vince said you know they weren't really a horrible team to begin with so that addition is just going to skyrocket their potential i could see them winning the division maybe going 11 12 games for how old they are, I think the early bye week really sucks um, just for how early it is. But you guys need to go look at that schedule for post-bye week. I mean, it's it's nuts. I think almost every game is extremely winnable. Zudo, close us out here. Yeah, you know, um, I like this team. And you guys made some really good points. My favorite was with uh, the offensive line. And I think the depth isn't there on, on the outside, you know, um, especially with an aging Rodgers. You know, it's something to worry about. You don't want, you know, to risk injury. Um, but I mean, with that being said, I still think they're going to hit the over here. I still like this team a lot. This defense is insane. Um, top five in passing uh, yards per game and yards per game last year and seventh in sacks. So, I mean, there's nothing really to hate on besides potentially the depth there at O-line. Um, I thought they could have used their first round pick to address that. Um, but it is what it is. I still like, I still like Will McDonald, but he's still sitting, um, back in the depth chart behind, uh, Carl Lawson, I think right now. So, it is what it is, but this is still going to be a good team. Um, and Garrett Wilson to the moon, too, for fantasy. So. Um, one last thing. We, I talked a lot about Dalvin Cook potentially coming into the mix. Brees Hall, we don't know what his availability is going to be. It's kind of been changing over the past couple of weeks. Um, if he's out to begin the season, the running back they drafted out of Pitt, Israel Abinkanda, he just runs through people's faces. He was a late round pick, but he just runs through people's faces. If Dalvin Cook doesn't end there, Brees Hall does end up um, not starting right away. People are going to flock to Michael Carter. Go get a singular share in Israel Avonconda. I, I really think that he's just a, a smash. Run. He reminds me a lot of Jordan Mason, who had a good role for the 49ers last year in a loaded running back room. Bills, 13-3 and three last year. Um, line this year going into its 10.5. So significant step back is what Vegas is thinking. Uh, plus 110 to win the division. It's a, it's going to be a different Bills roster, I think, this year. Um, it, not so much with – I just think that they've been 
disappointed heavily the past two seasons. Um, they went into the playoffs thinking that they really had a chance and um, it just seemed like it was over before it really started. And, and so it's a, it's a tough situation that the bills are going into. Um, they've had controversy all off season. Uh, people didn't know if Stefan Diggs was even going to be on the field for them. He seems like he's all in. I think I saw a report this week saying that he wanted to retire a bill, which was um, a little shocking to me. They get Dalton Kincaid. Um, Osiris Torrance was a guard that me and Vince loved. We thought for sure he'd be in the first round. Um, and then a linebacker from Tulane. Bringing Damian Harris, Trent Sherfield, who I mentioned earlier. A um, couple offensive line depth pieces, some pieces to fill out their secondary a little bit. They did get Cam Dantzler, which I thought was hilarious because he was so bad with the Vikings last year. Uh, they're, they're an interesting team. They have a, a very interesting schedule as well. Uh, Zudo, we'll start with you. What do you got on the Bills over or under 10 and a half? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this team can win the division. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the over. Um, I got them just right above. Uh, I mean, obviously, their defense is great starting off again. It seems like a, a theme within this division, at least these last two teams. Great defense, uh, second in points per game last year. But the, also the recurring theme is these offense lines are a little questionable, in my opinion. Um, and like you're saying, the question around the drama with Diggs and Allen in the playoffs, the expectations, what's going to happen. But, um, you know, Spencer Brown, too, on the right side, I, just, I, I, I don't like what they're doing there offensively on the, on the line. So, uh, I mean, again, with that being said, I feel like I'm talking about a lot of negatives, but this team is going to be great. And. I, I think they have a pretty easy stretch here in the middle of the schedule. So, again, I'm, I'm going to go over. They Interesting start to the year for them because they have a, a major prove-it game against both teams. Prove-it game, Jets, um, yep. Bills. It's going to be on Monday night. It's going to be a banger. Um, in New York on 9-11, so a little extra atmosphere, you know, a little extra stuff. Huge in the for Aaron Rodgers. Huge for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Um, then they go Vegas, Washington. So two pretty winnable games. I think that if they beat the jets, then that would almost, uh, tinker my, my odds a little bit, especially week one. Vince, what do you got in the bills over or under 10 and a half? Yeah, this team's in the, the most interesting in the division because it's the 10 and a half. I have them at 10 and eight or 10 and seven, fuck 10 and seven, but I'm going over. Um, I just believe in Josh Allen. I believe in Stefan Diggs. I believe in James Cook. The offensive line is shaky, like Nick said. That that can't be overlooked. They brought in Leonard Floyd, who uh, is going to be better than what they had last year in the playoff games when Von Miller wasn't there and changed their entire defensive, uh, you know, scheme. So the linebacker depth is is going to take a hit after losing Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears. Um, secondary should be good, just won't be great. I think it'll be good enough to win. Some games, I, I'm going to go 11, 11 and 6. The Von Miller thing is huge. I mean, their defense before and after that injury, was, it was night and day. Um, so he is a massive piece. I completely forgot they got Leonard Floyd. So big ad there as well. Uh, I'll be next here. I'm, I'm going to go slightly over. I really think they could finish at 10. Um, but I'm going to go slightly over. I'm going to say 11. And it's the bye week is the main thing that sketches me out. They have a week 13 bye week, which is late. Um, you know, teams are in the same boat as them, but their bye week, it's at Philly, then bye week, then at Kansas City versus Dallas. That's it's a tough stretch right there. Um, and then New York the week before Philly. So it's a they they do have a, a difficult schedule, but um, 
I'm going to put them at just over. There's a lot to like about the Bills, and I, I totally agree about James Cook. I think he's poised for a nice little breakout year. Um, that offensive line just needs to get better. And I think they have enough young guys to where it should work out. If Osiris Torrance is who me and Vince think he is, then um, it should be a lock. They need to get a little pass rush help too, um, especially without Von Miller, but I'm going to go slightly over here. Who are we off on? Patrick? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go against the – I'm going to go under – and I'll probably regret saying this, but I think that we're going to, this season is going to show kind of their window closing. And uh, I don't know, just when they were missing pieces on defense, like Tredavious White, like Von Miller, they kind of got ran and they, their offense needed to like help them with that. And I think that Josh Allen is still a little bit more too one dimensional uh, within the passing game. And if they're not doing that, then he's running himself. Um, but I don't know. Their their playoff performance was very underwhelming for me. Uh, I don't – I think the vibes are a little bit off. I think they're kind of nervous themselves with the direction that the team is going. So I'm going to go under. Their division has gotten a lot better around them. Like you guys said, the O-line is very suspect, could create more scramble, not a lot – not establishing the running game. So they would need a huge year out of James Cook to, to you know, Counter mitigate that. that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think that if, like, there's a lot of holes, potential holes in that defense, and I just don't – I think that people are just catching on to the whole J.A. Stephon Diggs connection. Um, I'm, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I think that they just left us with such a sour taste in our mouth most of the past couple of years, and so I, I, I can totally respect that answer. I know we got one left. Who, who's our last guy here? Me. Mar. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just – I want to preface by saying I think Vegas did a great job with this division. Like, they're – almost all these teams, with the exception for me just being super high on the Jets, I think can easily be just under, just over. Uh, so, I mean, I'm caught in the middle with the Bills a little bit. I'm going to say – over just for the reason that I'm looking and I think they can realistically win their first 10 games. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not easy games, you know, uh, I think, oh, you, I, I I think you want to play the jets week one, obviously, you know, you still got Miami, you still got Jacksonville, you still got Cincinnati later there, but not the toughest teams uh, besides those games. You know, I think they did enough to really help in the past game. You know, they got enough guys to really spread the ball around a little bit. I'm super high on Deontay Hardy. I think he's just like a human joystick. You know, I think he's going to really surprise some people this year. Uh, I don't think they – I think their run game and their O-line is going to hurt them. But their their defense, I think, like Vince said, is is enough. It'll it'll be enough to get them through these games. So, yeah, I think easily could get 10 or 11, but I think I'm going to have them at 11. A thing that I like about the Bills is, you know, they the week seven, they have a Sunday game at New England, which is going to be a tough, rugged game. And then they hit their Thursday night, which most teams deal with, and they hate it. The small amount of rest for them, it's four days. But it's against Tampa Bay at home. Uh, and I, I think that's just so perfect for them because Tampa Bay has lost a lot of physicality on the offensive side of the ball over the past couple of years. And uh, I, I think that's perfect for them. And then a built-in buy going into Cincinnati. So their, their toughest game at the beginning of their schedule is Cincinnati week nine, and they basically have a built-in buy to it. So I, I like them for that reason as well. Division winners for everybody. Zudo, let's kick it off with you. Who do you got winning the division? Yeah, I got I got Buffalo taking it again. They're not they're not going to lose it. There we go, Vince. I also have Buffalo winning it. Patty. I'm going to take Miami. Miami. 
Maher. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm right there with Maher. I, I want to ride with the Jets this year. It's uh, They're very volatile. Like It, it could go one of two ways. Um, we talked about that line a little extensively, but it can go one of two ways. I like the juice on it too. I think, what is it, plus 240 that we have on here? Um, I, I like that a lot more than the, the chalk plus 110. So I'll take Jets, win the division as well. Um, NFC East, before we get into that, we today are brought to you by Royal Retros and 503 Sports. Uh, go over to royalretros.com, click on the customize tab, go over to the 503 Sports tab. We have tons of new things on there. Um, we can sponsor your guys' rec leagues, your intramural teams, your adult softball, whatever you're doing that would require an on-field apparel. We make sweatshirts, shorts, things like that. Use royalretros.com, promo code Upside Play, 10% off your order. NFC East, uh, a team Gross. that had a really good defense and then a really, really bad offense last year. Um, still a ton of question marks on offense. Patrick, you like to bring up the new coaches, and I think that this team got the best coaching addition that's not a new head coach. Washington Commanders last year, 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Their line this year is six and a half wins to win the division. They're plus 1200, which is one of the largest I've seen so far. Um, the, the commanders, there's, there's a lot of problems with this team. There's a lot to like about their defense. They added some great, great death pieces in their secondary in the beginning of the draft. Emmanuel Forbes is a lot higher than we expected him to go. Um, they drafted him 16th overall. Vince, let's start with you on this one. Um, the the addition of possibly Jacoby Brissett being the backup to Sam Howell. What what do you got here? Yeah, I mean, this team is – you said there's a lot to like about the defense, and that's true. There's a lot to like about that new offensive mind. That's also true. Um, but your two options to lead your team are Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plant my flag and say that's going to fail. Um, I'm going under six and a half, and it's solely based on the quarterback play. Mar, yeah, I'm gonna go under. I, I think their their schedule is just a little too tough. I like their defense. I love their receivers. Actually, I just absolutely hate what they're doing with that running back room, and don't trust these quarterbacks enough to win them some games. I think that there's two one game that's kind of like pivotal that they need to win if they can hit this over. And one of those games is week five against Chicago. They have a Thursday night game and their game before is the most physical team in the NFL. They play the Eagles the week before on the road. That's, that's brutal. Um, and even as they come off their bye, I think they face another extremely physical team or not their bye. Sorry. After they come off that Chicago matchup and they have the extended um, little rest period, then they go against Atlanta. They're going to need to win one of those two games, Chicago or Atlanta, and I just don't think they get it done due to that physicality. So I'm going to be right there as well. I'm going to say it under. Um, I could really see them being in contention for the first overall pick, and I've, I've mentioned selling a little bit before. I think that they could be sellers, especially with so much talent on that defensive end and some some older talent too, right? Like they re-signed some guys, but they could easily get rid of them. So I'm going to go under as well. Pat, you got over under the commanders. I'm going over. This I I don't like this team at all. I want to get that out there, but they they fight. They are very scrappy. That defense has kept them in so many games last year. It's ridiculous. They actually beat Philadelphia last year, and they also beat Green Bay. 
and they beat Dallas. I like they're they're very feisty. Like I'm not. I agree with Vince with Vince 100. Their their quarterback situation is not great, not good at all. But they do have Eric Bieniemy coming coming in. I think that he's bringing in a fresh offense that can really work that running back room and work those wide receivers who are immensely talented. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, and I really, I mean, I hope they do bad enough to where Ron Rivera gets fired, but I hope they do well enough to where it'll go over. And I think Bianami is gonna have a chip on his shoulder. Um, a lot of people said the only reason that he didn't get a head coaching job is because he didn't call the plays. Um, just like Mike McDaniel, he definitely instituted a lot of those concepts. Uh, we saw them score two touchdowns essentially on the same play, just reverse side to side in the Super Bowl last year. Sorry, Mar. Uh, but it's it's a concept that I think that you can utilize within younger quarterbacks and help instill you know, a little bit of confidence there. The only reason I think Ron Rivera holds them back in that aspect, that's more so my under. Zudo, what do you got on these guys, over or under six and a half? Yeah, um, you know, looking at the schedule, and they definitely got some winnable games. You you highlighted that week where they have the Thursday night, and then they do have a little bit of a break after Thursday night, go play Atlanta. You know, I think they can win both of those games. Um, I think the defense will do enough to carry them. This defense ranked uh, top five in yards per game and passing yards per game, and they had the best third down conversion rate too. So teams were not going and uh, converting there. So I think the defense can do enough. You guys have mentioned a lot, you know, new offensive mind coming into town. Um, I I'm hoping Sam Howell's great for that's for my own personal bias. I don't know if it'll <laughs> happen, um, but I, I think they'll do just enough and I think they can, they can get over, but I, I am worried about this offense line. It's probably one of the worst in football. We're going to have some pretty off, bad offense lines to talk about in this division. So it's really Zuto, late high week. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Zuto. One question. If you were in a Superflex uh, dynasty draft, <laughs> and who would you want your starting quarterback to be? You can get any quarterback in the NFL. Who would you want your number one starting quarterback to be? Um, you probably Is shouldn't have advice on this. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Howell, yeah, hmm. Lovely. Bold move, Cotton. Late bye week, um, the week 14 bye, which is nuts. Uh, and then they go Rams and then a gauntlet, Jets, Niners, Dallas to finish off the season. That's it's just tough. Commanders, we're moving on. What do we got here? We got the Giants, the New York Giants. They uh, overperformed last year. They added some good pieces. Deontay Banks was – he slowly rised up in the draft process. Uh, Vince is a, one of his favorite names from the NFL draft, John Michael Schmitz. There might be a song about that guy. Jalen Hyatt in the third round. And then Eric Gray, steady running back. Uh, I think Patrick was on him two years ago, and he waited a little longer to get out. Uh, bringing Darren Waller is the big one. Ashawn Robinson to – kind of balance out the defensive tackle unit. Good names. They added some good depth pieces in the secondary. I think their entire defense added something to it. Dable's been a menace over the past couple of years. Their lines right now are Giants 9-7-1 last year, 8.5 win total, and asterisks on that because I've seen some websites that have them at 7.5, but the one that we used to source from this, they're at 8.5 at plus 165, so good odds there. Hey, that's then, insane, like a whole game discrepancy. It was nuts. Yeah, I've seen seven and a half a lot more, uh, but just for, for this purpose, we'll do eight and a half and then plus 750 um, odds to win the division. So Giants, Daniel Jones got paid. They've had so much controversy over the past couple of weeks that I think people are kind of tired of talking about them and possibly wanting them to underperform because of the holdout that's been on suing. So 
Patrick, we'll start with you. Giants over or under eight and a half. They they they've definitely been the 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 talk of the town, um, especially with Saquon. But I'm glad he's I'm glad he's back. I'm a big Dable fan. Uh, I'm gonna go over. I think that this this team has what a lot of teams don't have, and that's a re- pretty good O line. Um, Evan Neal, I'm a huge fan of. Andrew Thomas just got paid. He signed his extension. He's ready to go. And their interior is pretty good. And so I think that they have an, an ability to get Saquon going. And that is really what won them all their games last year. Uh, Daniel Jones, we all saw that contract. He kind of chuckled, but, you know, it, it's not our money. But <laughs> we, we've, I like to see him succeed because like, he, he's been, he's been talked down on a lot. And I just think that finally he has the right leadership and guidance to be a successful quarterback in the league. And this defense is sick. Oh, sorry. This defense is sick. Shout out to Nick, uh, your boy, Xavier McKinney, huge fan. Uh, <laughs> and then, and I, I was, well, I was in high school. <laughs> and yeah, they had the uh, Kevon Thibodeau is coming in his second year now. So I expect him to be a menace in the trenches. Uh, just a lot to be excited about as a New York Giants fan. So uh, I'm going to go over. I think that tie turns in a win and they, turn, they end the season 10 and 7. I used a lot of Warren Sharp to try to get a, a feel of what some of the you know analysts are saying out there within position groups, things like that. They do not like the Giants' offensive line, so I'm, I'm happy to, for you to slightly plant a flag there. I, I think that you know on the outsides, Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas, good offensive tackles. Um, that's it is what it is. They're good, steady offensive tackles. Neal still has stuff to prove, but he's a high pick last year. I think John Michael Schmitz is plug and play going to provide a lot of help on the interior. Both the guard positions are a little sketch right now. Um, but I mean, we we've seen it firsthand in San Francisco, a good coach can help transcend that. Um, so I, I think that there's optimism within that offensive line and they get out in space a ton. They utilize a ton of different concepts. We talked about Dable. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL already. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you, Pat. I got him over. I'll put them right at nine games. Uh, I, I think this team's just going to continue to be slept on until they make uh, really put themselves on notice and get that superstar player. And I think Darren Waller could be that for him. Vince, okay. you, you said you're looking at maybe 100 catches for Darren Waller this year. Yeah, but looking at this wide receiver room, I don't see how any I don't see how he doesn't get at least 150 targets, up, upwards of 90 catches. Um, but I do not like this team at all. Um, the week 13 okay. by week. Week 13 bye week, and there's a lot of tough games before then. And then you get out of the bye week, and you still have to face the Eagles twice. So I think that's a little tough um, to end the season with. Dable is a monster. He's a, he's a great coach. Um, we still don't really know if Daniel Jones is good or not. Um, I'm going to say, like, I, you got to plant your flag on these, on these type of predictions. I'm going to say he's good enough, but I have him at eight wins. So... If the line was seven and a half, I'm going over. <laughs> Eight and a half, I'm definitely going under. For for this to hit um, week seven through 12, they're going to have to yeah. be near perfect. And I, I think they can game. be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the beginning is like first Dallas. Uh, Dallas at home on Sunday night, going to be difficult. Um, they need to win some NFC West games if they want to edge this out. I think they can. I mean, the, the Rams and the Cardinals, I think, are very winnable games. So it, it's going to be close. Maher, what do you got, over or under on the Giants? I'm going to go over as well, not by much. I think they'll be right at um, nine wins. I 
think their defense is good. And although I'm not super high on Daniel Jones, I think they have the type of offense that will help him succeed. They got a good run game. Uh, they picked up James Robinson. I think he's going to be like a nice little third down uh, back as well, right? They got him. And then, um, and then you know, they'll be able to work on the play action. They got Darren Waller there. They're not going to need to get too creative to get him the ball. And yeah, you have bad offense. You have bad receivers. But if you have bad receivers, you could give your quarterback a little bit of time and you can mess around with the play action. Those receivers are going to get open sometimes. So I think they're going to be good. I have them at just at nine. And I'm looking after the bye week, Green Bay, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Rams, Philadelphia. I think they'll win all of those except that Monday uh, Christmas Philadelphia game. I, you know, maybe it's the Eagles fan and me talking, but week 17, they're going to be playing against Marcus Mariota. And our, <laughs> and our bench guys. So I'll, I'll hand them that victory. Um, Another good point. I always forget about the, the potential last week being a bye week for some teams. So another good point there. Zudo, what do you got? Um, it seems like we're all really close, eight and nine. And I'm, I'm right there with Vince. I got him at eight. I'm right at the under. And, you know, Maher, I like the point you just made. But also at the same time, you know, division rivals, if the Giants are playing for a playoff spot, I don't think the Eagles are going to play Mariota and let them slide in. So, I don't know. You, you never know. It could be competitive still, especially if they're both competing, you know. But by then, I guess you're insinuating the Eagles already got it locked up. So, yeah. I like the confidence. Uh, I could be wrong. Didn't the Eagles last year were almost in the same exact position, right? Yeah. Yes, they did. Well, Jalen Hurts was hurt. They needed to oh, win yeah. one of their last right. three and they lost two of them. So they had to put Jalen Hurts in that last week because they lost the two prior without him. But yeah, similar situation. And they played, I think, the Giants two out of the three. Yeah, the Giants are going to be a confusing team. I mean, the Vegas lines are kind of all over the place right now. Um, So if you feel confident about them, I'd place the bet now because it's ever-changing. Over to the Dallas Cowboys. Back-to-back years, two of the worst play calls, maybe in playoff history and back-to-back years. But let's take Correct. out the not running with Marshawn. Um, the one last year, my goodness, did Ezekiel Elliott get stuffed into the Earth's crust? I think that has to is, – is that not the worst play? I think that's worse than the stupid punt that the Colts tried to run. I, I think given, situationally – Yeah, you know, situationally, it probably wouldn't be on that list because they were on, like, the 15-yard line. But just that concept being drawn up, like Zeke getting smashed and then Turpin getting destroyed, like <laughs> – like back to back, it was, it was beauty in motion. Uh, the Cowboys this year, a lot of people are very high on them. I feel like this is kind of same old song and dance. They went twelve and five last year. Uh, nine and a half is their win total right now, which is a little surprising to me. Uh, probably because their division's gotten a little bit better in past years. To win the division, they're plus one seventy five, so also closer than I was anticipating. Cowboys, I'm always going to be indifferent on. I just, I think that Mike McCarthy, as long as he's still there, we said it with Jason Garrett, as long as he's still there, they're not going to get over the hump. I feel the same exact way about Mike McCarthy. As long as he's there, I just, I can't see them doing it. He doesn't have Kellen Moore to kind of rely on anymore either. Um, do we know who replaced Kellen Moore? I haven't even checked that out yet. No, um, it doesn't matter. They're not even. I believe it's a Schottenheimer, but I could be wrong. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it uh, I could be wrong. Let me look it up real quick. Oh, anyway, um, Cowboys, they have an early bye week. They go week seven bye. Um, it, they could very well stay in L.A. for like a three-week period if they wanted to because they're – oh, no, they're at home after. Sorry. Disregard. Um, but the Cowboys – And Schottenheimer. Sorry. It is Brian, Brian Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. Oh, Correct. Fuck yeah. 
really good offensive line. Um, Tony Pollard's expected to be the guy this year. They don't have a ton of depth behind him. I mean, Ronald Jones, all my truthers stand up. Uh, he hasn't been it that yet, but uh, Tony Pollard, they're they're hoping can make that leap. A um, little bit of tight end controversy. They bring in Brandon Cooks. Really upgraded secondary if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, Stephon Gilmore coming in. Trayvon Diggs just got paid. I think that there's just a, you know, those are names that people really like to say out loud. But when you look at the the true production of it, I think that Gilmore past couple of years, he hasn't been defensive player of the year, Gilmore, and obviously he's a little older, but I, I don't think that the signing is what Cowboys think it was it, my simplest way to put it. I'm always indifferent on them. Nine and a half almost seems disrespectful. I hate the Cowboys. I hate Mike McCarthy. I think he's terrible at his job under Maher. Uh, I wish you couldn't have said it any better, man. I'm going to go <laughs> under two. I think this team is extremely overrated. I don't think Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs is as good as they, I think people are ranking them as a top five quarterback duo, if not like top three or something like that. I think at best they're 10 to 15. Um, I think Tony Pollard's not good enough to be a three down back. And I think that'll show. I absolutely hate Dak Prescott. And I think he's going to be playing against these teams that are really going to put the pressure on. And uh, these receivers are going to have to touch some, catch some tough balls. And I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. I think, I think we're uh, somewhat in agreement that this is going to be the, the beginning to the end for the Dallas Cowboys, unless they could find a way to tank and get a nice little quarterback in the draft. I do love Micah. I feel like they're, and I, I like that they tried to invest in their D line in the draft. They got Mozzie Smith in the first round, who I think Vince, correct me if I'm wrong. We both had as like mid second to, early third kind of grade on him correct so i mean i, I like that they're, they're trying to address some of their faults because they they did struggle a little bit against the run last year but micah parsons is a monster um demarcus lawrence still high producer but they're they are getting old um and it, it could be towards the end their offensive line's still sick patrick uh do we already hit you you over or under on them no you haven't hit me yet but you know me i am under like we're talking <laughs> under the earth's crust under this. I agree with you guys. Music to my ears. Most overrated team in the NFL right now is the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of, kind of also, like you said, same dog and pony trick every year. They run the regular season and they run into real football teams and then they lose in the playoffs. Cause that's just how they roll. Um, that's what brought- worries me about this bet though, you know, cause they, uh, they do, they are traditionally pretty good in the regular season. And then like everybody has them completely figured out. Yeah, but I, I, I also agree with Maher. I think we're going to see the beginning of the end. Vince just b- uh, brought in the best news of the day that Brian Schottheimer is now their offensive coordinator, <laughs> who's the architect of that failing Seattle Seahawks uh, offense at, towards the end of Russell's career. So hats off to that guy. Uh, you know, really swell. Um, yeah, Dak is just all flash, n- no game, um, stat padding it's nothing there's no there's no bite to that to that bark um this defense is legit though they kept him in a, they kind of kept him in a lot of games and i agree with that trayvon Diggs extension and the gilmore signing trayvon is kind of like that defender that you're okay with him giving up big yards and touchdowns because he's a ball hawk because you know that your offense can keep up this year i think that is going to get wildly exposed this offense will not be able to keep up if they miss the big play on defense because Brian Schottheimer is a moron and there's no other way to put it, put it. I think they finished last in their division, possibly under the commanders. Well, well, goddamn. 
I, I will say Dan Quinn's huge for this team. Their their defense is so good. I, I watched him in the playoffs last year. I mean, great, great defensive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my my tin foil hat theory was that he whoa, stayed whoa. on here so he could take the Cowboys job. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we might talk about that later. Um, Zudo, what do you got over or under? I, I want someone to say over. I'm not. No one said you. over yet. I'll do it then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you I'll believe it though? Over. I kind of believe it because when I was looking at the schedule, I was between uh, nine to ten wins, and I looked at the line, and it's nine and a half, so it's perfect. But I'll, I guess I'll try and convince myself real quick. I mean, <laughs> they're good in the passing game on defense. Uh, I'm looking here. They got to the quarterback, obviously. Uh, Parsons is a beast, third in sacks, um, eighth in passing yards per game. You're talking about digs potentially. I'm not the biggest digs fan either. He might get a little more exposed. We might see that happening this year. Um but offensively, like, I really liked bringing in uh, Brandon Cooks. You got Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup. Like, I, I like the weapons. Um, I, I like the point I think Maher brought up. I, I don't necessarily think Pollard is a three-down back. He hasn't proven that yet. But we'll see. Like, he might be able to prove himself. Um, and, yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you're all, you're all saying, though. Dak is a little um, little flash. Like, he puts up a lot of garbage time numbers, like, at least fantasy-wise. Um but I, I could see this team squeaking out 10 wins, realistically. Vince, we'll, we'll finish off with you over or under on the Cowboys. Well, I just wanted to bring up first, the reason that Pollard had such a good year is because Zeke was there, and they were the kind of the one-two punch. Without Zeke, Pollard's not going to be able to have you know that explosive type year if he's playing all those snaps. So that's a negative. Um, Dak, Dak said earlier that he didn't want 10 interceptions this year. I have a bold prediction i last year i just mudded this entire stuff with bold prediction this is my one for the year dak will get his 10th interception by that week seventh by um so six games he's gonna have 10 interceptions you look at the ball <laughs> hawking, you look at the ball hawking secondaries you got the jets you got the patriots who obviously have shown flash in the secondary you have san francisco and then you have the chargers Come on, he's getting 10 before that week seven bye. Um, I'm going under, but I really want this team to be good enough to lose to San Francisco again in the playoffs just because. I'm not I'm not a fan of either one of these teams, but when I see my boys happy, it makes me happy. I really like going to playoff games if I can, and that mm-hmm. ticket was like quite literally almost two paychecks. So I'd rather not see them again this year just because they cost so much fucking money to go to. But um, historically, it's been it's been playing out pretty well for us. Also, want to note Patrick's muted, but he did basically give Vince a standing ovation for that bold take. So he, he liked it a little bit. I loved it, Vince. It was it was perfect because Chef's kiss. Yeah. All right, Eagles, the big one, the back of the business card bet last year. I think a lot of guys were expecting the Eagles to take the jump, but not like we were. And I I generally don't think it was just because of Maher being an Eagles fan. I think that we all just we kind of believed it. Um, Great, great year for them. Huh? Well, well educated guys. <laughs> Just to, you know, well, well, it's, I mean, Zudo's, Zudo's I the, the golf clap. We, we do need to get our golf clap in. Good yes. job, everybody. Yeah, we I took that. this team over the win total to win the division and to win the NFC. So it was a very, very great team for me last year. So thank you very much, Mar. The the Eagles were lucrative for the upside play, to say the least. Of course. Um, they weren't done retooling. Um, I was pissed off on draft night because they just kept on getting good players. It was unreal. Jalen Carter somehow falls to them. Obviously, I mean, he had some off the field allegations that are still ongoing question mark there. Does anybody have an update on that? Is, is he being tried on anything or no, I mean, after the draft, it's been pretty silent on that front. They're trying to sue him. That's it. 
Okay. So yeah, he, he won't miss any time. So he's fine. Likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they bring in Jalen Carter, who a lot of people had as the consensus number one overall pick um, outside of the quarterbacks, things like that. But non-QB, he was looked at as the, the best position player. Um, and then somehow Georgia counterpart Nolan Smith lasts till pick 30 for them. It, it's every year. It's what's the meme? He can't keep getting away with this. It's That's Howie Roseman. Me to Howie Roseman. Uh, the guy, he's good at his job. Brings in Marcus Mariota, the starting quarterback last year. He gave Zudo a lot of really fond memories. He gave me one really distasteful memory of beating the shit out of the 49ers. DeAndre Swift comes in. Rashad Penny comes in. Uh, Vince had a note on here that Rashad Penny was getting the first team reps in the Eagles' first day of training camp, which was today. Um, so something to monitor, but it's going to be, a, especially for fantasy, it's going to be a running back room that has pissed us off in years past, and it, it might do it again this year. Um, Contavious Street, former 49er, great run stopper, can't go under um, under the radar. And they get some good cornerback and safety help. So the secondary has kind of been short up a little bit. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, so that's going to hit. I think that the 49ers and the Eagles both lost the most amount of players, um, ex- impact players through free agency last year. So something to watch out for. Their line now is 14 and three last year. Great year. Back of the business card bet hit like a charm. Win total for Vegas this year is 10 and a half and they're minus 135 to win the division. The Philadelphia Eagles. Zudo, we'll start with you on this one over or under 10 and a half. Uh, it's a easy over for me. It's my pick them in the division. I don't got to say much. I'm going to let Maher have his fun. Uh, it's it's the best offensive line in football and arguably the best defense along with y'all's, y'all's team. So keep it right, at, right there. <laughs> Patrick, over or under? Yeah, I'll keep it short too. As long as Jalen Hurts keeps playing the way that he's been playing, they're going to win a lot of games. So I'm going to go over. Um, it, he'll, they'll go as far as he'll take them because that defense is legit. Vince. I'm going over. I just want to point out real quick. They'll probably go undefeated um, until the bye week. And then after the bye, they play the Chiefs, Bills, and 49ers. Um, <laughs> back to back to back. But at that point, what are you, nine and three? So, yeah, I'm going over. And I mean, even tough after that, too. I mean, I know we just all mm-hmm. shit on Dallas, but they're on the road at yeah. Dallas, which is a division oh, they game. Obliterate Dallas. And then <laughs> at Seattle, which is, is also a pretty That's tough, tough game. That's tough. Um, yeah. So those are, I'd say, that five game stretch is one of the more difficult ones I've seen for a team to have to go through. Um, lucky for the Eagles, it's right off the bye week, though. That's got to yeah. be nice. Um, Maher, well, I mean, I, I want to talk in depth, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, and then I'll chime in after if I, I think you missed anything. But go ahead. What do you think on the Eagles this year? I think the line could be 16 and a half, and I'm gonna go over. <laughs> okay. I, I think, you know, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, I think they are. You, you look at how much they lost. CJ, uh, what I don't even I don't even care about Gardner Johnson his name, but like I think I think people are really going to see how much two really good corners can make a safety look when we have you know Sidney Jones, Terrell Edmonds, or whatever coming in from other teams. Reed Blankenship, they're going to look great, and um, and I don't know if he's going to have necessarily an easy time over at his end. You obviously lose Javon Hargrave, which is tough, but like you said, you get. Um, Jalen Carter. I heard Nolan Smith has been amazing. Is quick off the ball. Um, running back room has improved. You know, I think all that tying into just how much depth they have. I think they're one of the few teams to where, yeah, you don't want to see a guy like AJ Brown. You don't want to see a guy like Jalen Hurts or anything go down. But 
you still have an elite run game, elite defense, and elite O-line if any of them do go down, you know, so which makes me feel a little bit more confident to just hammer the over. Uh, clearly, I'm an Eagle fan. Clearly, I'm biased, but I think it's going to be easier over. Defensive line, I think that they're the clear-cut best defensive line in football. Offensive line might have taken a slight step back, but they're still loaded. Um, I mean, one, you know, left tackle through right tackle, they're the best, uh, the best offensive line in football, but not as deep as they typically are. And we, we've seen, you know, every team deals with injuries. I feel like the offensive line for the Eagles has kind of gone through it a little bit. And so they're, they're going to really need Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey to be healthy the whole year. Defensive line, though, I mean, can we just talk about this? It's, it's absolutely nuts. They go Brandon Graham, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, and then these backups could literally be starters on most NFL teams. They go Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Contavious Street. I mean, it's an insanely loaded defensive line. Their, their defense is the best defense in football. And I, I really don't even think it's close either. Secondary is absolutely loaded. They are going to need some production out of the special teams. Um, yeah. it, it's what killed them last year. And uh, Maher, anything to report on the special teams, on the puncher? Um, you, you guys think you're going to have better production this year? You know, it's tough. I um, It's kind of the same situation that I was in last year. You know, you see them so aggressive on both sides of the ball but so lackadaisical when it comes to to uh, special teams. You know, they got Jay, Jake Elliott's pretty consistent. You know, I wouldn't call him automatic, but he's a good, solid kicker. Um, I think we have some great return specialists now. Like Kenny Galladay is going to be your third-string running back. He should be field and punch returning kicks. Same with Boston Scott. Um, Ken Kane Miller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did I say Galladay? It's okay. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just punter. Punter, we drafted a guy. You know, there's going to be some competition there. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little worried about punter myself. They've been pretty quiet about it. Haven't said anything much about that. I'll let you finish with the special teams. Do want to note that uh, I've been hearing rumors that a guy named Trey Sermon is going to be really hard to cut this year. So um, if he could, which is crazy because your running back room. I mean, it's not like top heavy or anything, but it's deep, yeah. and you guys utilize every guy. I think Trey Sermon. He's got to have to start on the practice squad unless someone gets hurt. Yeah, and I think Greedy Williams, too, I would just like to touch base. You know, I know he um, haven't, hasn't lived up to his uh, his ex- expectations given where he was drafted, but I, I really like him being what's a slot guy as a part of the secondary. So I think um, it's going to be great for the team. I, I mean, uh, maybe the fifth best or sixth best corner in your team is a rookie that had a ton of second-round grades last year, and he somehow slipped all the way to, like, the fourth or the fifth in Kelly Ringo just a big body that can run in stride with people. Uh, it's it's a loaded, loaded defense. The offense somehow, I mean, obviously the A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith is one of the top wide receiver connections. Running game slightly concerns me this year, um, and that's very slightly because I think that's still one of the best units in football. But DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, they're both off the field pretty frequently, and that could potentially put you in a bad spot. I think Patrick said it. Jalen Hurts, obviously a quarterback's going to be the X factor. He's going to have to play like he did last year if this team wants to replicate a 13-win season. Very well could happen. They paid him for a reason. So it's all good things to say about the Eagles. Anything that you could try to nitpick on, it's like slight death. So I think they're fine. Very good chance that they go into the bye week undefeated. So I I like the Eagles this year. I got over as well. I think everybody's got them as the division winner. Yeah. Yeah. And And we got the Kelly Greens back. 
The Kelly Greens are coming back, yeah. You know we know the go. Eagles are going to win, but if if on a, by some miracle, I'm taking the Giants. It's like, but I mean, obviously the Eagles are the. Oh, one. as a backup, yeah. I mean, the as Giants are my number two. Yeah, uh, I think most fans would probably say the Cowboys, but I I, I would say the Giants. Uh, Maher, what do you think uh, outside of that Chiefs game on the bye week? What do you think the toughest game on your schedule is? Uh, let me pull it back up again. I think the. I mean, it's it's gonna be it'll, the Niners. The Niners are gonna be tough, you know. But, I was gonna say Buffalo or San Francisco, but they're both at home. I feel yeah. like that game at Seattle, after just a gauntlet of a schedule of against four teams that you really want to beat to prove yourself, I think Seattle could kind of be like the not a the foot off the gas pedal type of game, but you know, really tough team on the road, physical, um, and they they have a cornerback room that. They, they can get interceptions if Devin Witherspoon comes out and plays. Um, so I, I would say the Seahawks might be the toughest one, especially on the road. Also, what the Eagles have going for them is they have their Sunday – they have their Thursday game early. Yeah. Like, against the Vikings. Against the Vikings, who suck. So, And yeah. we got our Kansas City game right after a bye. On I a think, Monday night. I think that night. this is a kind of a tough stretch here. So, like L, going to L.A., going back to New York, and then hosting Miami. I think that's kind of tough. Rest advantage-wise, yeah. let me just check the rest advantage. I haven't even referenced it today. Um, the Eagles are sixth hardest rest advantage. They're at a minus six skew here, so sixth hardest. Um, only teams behind them are the Giants, Falcons, Chiefs, Rams, Niners. And, so you know, something to keep in mind that's going to be interesting to watch is um, we we got our offensive D coordinator, O coordinator and D coordinator, both new guys, both really late in the offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do. Um, I know you mentioned Seattle, our D coordinator is the D coordinator from Seattle. I think Jeff Osai is his name. Um, he hasn't had a press conference yet. Really interesting. Um, and last, and our offensive coordinator was our our quarterback coach, which um, has he just never, worked up with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's been right? Jalen Hurts since uh, preschool. Yeah, I think I think he was a preschool. Um, he was like a Pop Warner coach, and then he's seen him again in college. Was a college coach for a year and just really worked with him throughout his career. I mean, what a yeah. What else could you want? What a come up there, yeah. Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator. Yeah, everybody was excited. They've kind of. I've heard that he had a lot to do with some of the plays that were instituted for you guys last year as well. I will say, I, I'm not a Nick Sirianni believer. Um, I think that those two coordinators did have a lot to do with all that success last year, which is fair because Sirianni brought them in. I think he's an emotional leader. That could be another thing for me to nitpick, but I'm bought in on Brian Johnson. I think he's a I think he's going to be a stud at offensive coordinator. So Eagles will be fine. They're, they're hitting the over. I almost want to do the back of the business card bet for them again, but I won't. <laughs> um, we're we're going to have to get into that right before the season. All right. Question of the week. Um, who is the first quarterback to be benched? Not because of injury. Pat, start with you. I'm going to go with Mac Jones. This oh, is zappy hour. <laughs> yeah. Cause the offense looked so much better with with Bailey there for some reason, and you know maybe it's maybe it's Mac, maybe it's the play calling. I don't know, but um, by all accounts, I think that Mac Jones is treading on very thin ice this year. Uh, Vince, I'm going with a guy that we know needs uh, an elite offensive line to do anything, um, and when that offensive line is not there, he sucks. 
and his backup is mobile with the live arm. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to be benched uh, due to play. Uh, the weapons are great. The offensive line is not. Um, Dennis Allen's going to realize he just flushed 140 milli down the toilet. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, is going to is going to play very well for the Saints after that. Nick Pizzuto. Yeah, Pat took my pick, so I might I might go with my. I can't do that in good faith. I'm going to go Ryan Tanhill. Um, I think it's kind of we're going to at the end of the road here, and even if it's not the worst play in the world, I don't think the Titans are going to be patient. They have quarterbacks sitting there and waiting, so why not you know take a chance on either one? I feel like NFL Twitter has just gone full 360 on Tannehill. Maybe like three <laughs> times over in the last two years. I it think it feels like everybody likes him now. I feel like it was because, well, they liked him because he was good outside of Adam Gase. Then he started to suck, and they were like, oh, wait, was is, is he actually bad? And now they're like, oh, they feel bad for him because he doesn't has never had an offense besides Derrick Henry. Maher, who's your, uh, who's your first uh, quarterback get benched? Uh, I got a couple guys here. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to just run a with a couple? <laughs> um, a couple guys. You know, it's so funny. This whole time, I was game planning for a head coach to get fired. I don't. I don't know why I've been like speaking about this. So I'd like you to go first because I've been okay. for the wrong. Um, I mean, given that he starts week one, I'll say Gardner Minshew. I think the Colts are really excited to see what they have with Anthony Richardson, and um, you know, if he's not producing right away, and they feel comfortable with where Anthony Richardson's at, that he's going to come in and uh, start playing some games. If, if Anthony Richardson starts week one, who do you got? Uh, probably Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, I had Baker on my list yeah. as well. Kyle Trask, yeah. let's I had, go. I had a third too, but yeah, probably. I'm going to – Third, Trey Lance, because that was my third. I would love to talk now. <laughs> I'm going to get spicy here. Um, I think that – I mean, this is a, a bad take almost. I already want to call it a bad take. But there's – no. The Steelers, they start their year versus San Francisco versus Cleveland. If they lose two games at home and then lose one of two against Vegas or Houston, I can't see the bye week getting there and them not wanting to give Mitch Trubisky a shot. Um, really? Kenny Pickett's young. He's ascending. I already told you guys I forgot to prep for this, and I was prepping for head coach. I kind of agree fired. with that, though. I mean, Mike Tomlin is a guy who wants to win now, and if he's not winning now, he will make a change. I, I think that it's a it's plausible to, to at least think about. But the real answer is obviously Desmond Ritter. Um, the dude's terrible. I cannot believe they're going into the season with Desmond Ritter. <laughs> um, and uh, Taylor Heineke, they paid the man. You gotta, you gotta pay who you play or play. The, who you the, play. the thing, uh, the thing about that is like, yeah, we we paid Heineke, but we waited so long to bench Marcus Mariota last year. I just, I mean, I feel that's like true. It might not be the first one, but he will. It might not be the first. One. <laughs> there, the, the only other, the only thing that would make me think that I don't think Ritter's that bad. I was giving Zudo shit. If if they come out of Carolina, Green Bay, Detroit, Jacksonville, Houston, Washington. If they don't win three games, I cannot see them sticking with them. Uh, it's just a he, he's gonna he's gonna have to prove a lot early on. We have no clue what they have in him. And Taylor Heineke waiting in the balance with as good of offensive line you guys have, I could I could see a change potentially happening. Um, and it would probably be Felipe Frank's QB1, baby. Go to RoyalRetros.com. <laughs> use promo code UpsidePlay. Get 10% off your order. We're doing the AFC and NFC West next week. It'll get contentious. There will be some shit talked. But... Spoiler alert. The Raiders going on 17. <laughs>
not with the goat Roplo under center. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of your night.